Welcome to the Swordbreaker Podcast. Each week, I tackle a new theme. First, we'll see if any of my listeners have something to say from previous episodes. Then, I'll share some ideas about the main topic. After that, I'll give you my list of eight variations on the theme. Enjoy! Hi again, Goblin Senchman here. So, just thought I'd leave you a message saying what uh, great episode you've been recording. Um you know, especially recently. Um, I particularly enjoyed the armour and the Death Knight. I thought Death Knight one was incredibly strong. I thought it was really, really, really emotive uh, words and imagery. Uh, I think the problem with your podcast is that whenever I listen to it, I feel somewhat like a decadent Roman emperor on his sort of she lounge or whatever it is, being fed peeled grapes while someone fans me and and beckoning for another one uh, and not being almost grateful enough to say thank you so this is my message to say you know these are you know really really great stuff in in fact sometimes it's so overwhelming that you you can barely remember what was so good about it (laughs) um was it slayed wickedness slayed the wickedness with a smile uh, held together by his armor great stuff hello again goblin henchman here so just listen to your episode about magic bags um actually it's uh topic that I've sort of delved into a little myself. I suppose that's almost a pun. Um, yeah, if, you, if you're interested at all, you could take a look at my... Uh, actually, the first thing I ever did, actually put in... Published, sort of published, if you want to call it published, put out there was a, um, a thing called um, The Master's Horde. The Master's Horde, which was a series of quirks and magic items. There's quite a few things in there that are sort of like bag-like things or things that store wealth or change wealth. Um, one of my favourites in that is called The Pouch of, of Offensive Coin. Um, but actually thinking about publication, I think you really should write up your your 10 variations. Um, I think because I'd, I'd love to, to sort of think about them more. I think I should be pausing your post podcast and thinking about each one before moving on. But I'm greedy. I want to get to next. Yeah, it got caught out by the old uh, anchor one minute um, limit. But um, yeah, I mean, I think I believe actually... You you had as you had put some zines out in the past, um, uh, I think I'm remembering that right. Anyway, as I was trying to allude to, I think uh, it'd be a great time to bring together a bunch of your more recent stuff. Um, I think anyone listening to your podcast would be interested in it. I certainly would uh, put my hand in my pocket and uh, get one or two, depending on how many you put out. Um, okay, cheers again. It's great stuff. Bye. Thank you so much for that call. That's exactly the kind of thing I hope will happen more on my podcast because I really want listeners to call in with their own ideas as well. And this is a fantastic example of that because it's something that you've thought about before. I really hope that my listeners will go and check out Goblin's Henchman podcast and blog. They are full of amazing material and you just, you won't believe how awesome that is if you haven't discovered it yet. Also, yes, I do have a zine and this is great timing because I just dropped an issue at DriveThruRPG. All of my zines are available there at Pay What You Want and hopefully there's something of interest as well. 
Hey, dude, Logan, when I saw Magic Bags, I was like, two things popped into my head. One was, what the heck is he going to do with Magic Bags? Uh, which you completely blew my expectations out of the water, man. That was awesome. And the second thing that popped into my head was cornucopias, the the horn o' plenty, man. That's sort of a bag, and in different cultures, they use it as a bag to carry uh, around their fruits and stuff uh, when they're harvesting. But yeah, that was an an awesome episode that I was just like, there's no way he's going to come up with eight cool bags. And you totally did it, dude. What do you got for boots or shoes? You got anything for magic boots or shoes? Anyway, dude, that's, yeah, that's it. Awesome stuff. Peace out. <laughs> I love getting calls from Joe. Every time I'm I'm just thrilled with what he has to add to the show. And as you wish, this episode was created just for you. Wahoo, Hermes winged shoes that let you fly, the seven league boots that take you great distances with each step, the silver shoes, aka the ruby slippers that can transport you home, the red shoes that make you dance even when you want to stop. Wouldn't it be amazing to have some of the shoes from folklore and mythology? What about D&D? Feather step boots, boots of elven kind, boots of speed, great stuff. Shoes, slippers, and boots are powerful objects. History is riddled with examples of shoes deciding the fate of nations. The Romans marched much farther and faster than any other faction because of their advanced sandal technology. The same ability to outmaneuver enemies occurred with the invention of the horseshoe. Colonists were stunned by the silent movement made possible by moccasins. Heels on shoes were a lifesaver for equestrians and a major social advantage for both men and women who could literally rise above the competition. People have actually killed each other for athletic shoes. Shoe stores make a killing all the time because our culture places great value on a good pair of shoes. Let's put on some magic shoes and run to the next segment. <laughs> Eight Variations on Magic Shoes Number 1. Shoes of the Tracker Yelnawida, the goddess of the hunt, could not find the trickster god Ubli Earthwind, who had stolen the moon, so she went to her sister for help. Rihasa, the goddess of weavers, set her million children to work, crafting a pair of delicate slippers to aid her sister in hunting down the lowly thief. When she slipped the soft gray slippers onto her feet and started down the path, she heard whispers in her mind about others who had trod there before. Then she came across the trail of Ubli Earthwind, and knowing that she meant to follow him, the shoes became drawn to the way. They pulled slightly toward every step he had taken. Soon the goddess found her vile brother and forced him to return the moon. She used the shoes for many adventures, but eventually grew tired of the advantage they gave her and threw them into the deep woods for some lesser hunter to find. Number 2. Shoes of Water and Flame The great elementalist Wygo Baden spent many years crafting a pair of boots that would help him learn everything he wanted to know about the world. Whatever Wygo Baden stepped on with the boots became his flesh. 
he was finally able to be fire, water, stone, and even air. But he was too quick to leap from one element to another, and all that remains of Wygobaden are his boots. Number three, door busters. The sturdy boots of Deephold were crafted for Hergen, the dwarf king, to help him in the retaking of his ancestral home. One kick with the mighty boots is as good as a hundred dwarf battering ram. Number four, dancing shoes. The story of the shoes of Brookside is veiled in bluster and charm. Just because they dance on their own doesn't mean they belong to a devil. Just because they once ran to find help for a lost child doesn't mean they were sent by angels. All we know for sure is that they seem to make friends with people who like to dance and will do what they can to help them. Number five, wall runners. Don't just stop because there's a wall. The green scaled shoes will let you run straight up or any distance across a sheer surface as long as you don't stop running. Number six, they're coming. Abda Ibda, the great caravan king, always seemed to know when to take a side road or where to find the bustling activity. It turned out it had something to do with his footwear. Something about the slippers of Abda Ibda makes them very sensitive to vibrations. After a month of wearing the slippers, the wearer becomes quite good at reading the subtle pulses of the earth. They are also fantastic for self-preservation. It's hard to sneak up on someone who can feel you coming a mile away. Number 7. Shoes with a Memory The old beat-up shoes of Mendrin the Bard turned up in a market in Banthu. They went cheap because of their condition, but they turned out to be a treasure. If someone walks into an unknown location wearing old Mendrin's shoes, they will suddenly recall all the songs and stories the great bard made up to describe the place. Number 8. Bad Shoes Not all magic shoes are a great find. Some were struck with dark magic, or are the product of a miscalculation. Here are some to avoid. The wet shoes seem completely ordinary until the wearer is far from town. They will slowly begin to excrete putrid water. The brimstone shoes leave a faint sulfurous trail that may not be detected by humans, but is unmistakable to the legions of hell. Snap sandals will catch on the tiniest rocks or slip on even the roughest surfaces. The dead beggar's shoes will bring the wearer disdain and cruelty wherever they roam. The seven-leap boots will not let the wearer simply walk. Every step they try to take is turned into a series of ridiculous hops and jumps. The shoes of Big Bend were brought to the little town by the devil himself. Anyone putting them on will suffer never-ending discomfort in the form of blisters, stabbing sensations, jammed toenails, tightness around the ankles, and overwhelming heat. They won't be able to take them off or destroy them until a loved one dies by their hands. Thank you so much for listening. And hey, I love receiving calls and messages. You can call me through the Anchor app or send me a note at swordbreakerzine at gmail.com. Tell me your thoughts on this episode or something from a past episode. Give me ideas for new themes or just say hello. Thank you to Ray Otis for my new full color logo. You can find links to his many excellent games, zines, and blog posts at rayotis.com 
That's R-A-Y-O-T-U-S dot com. The crew at your table is making demands. They want adventure in fantasy lands. Wahoo! Swordbreaker! You need some options and you need them now. They're bored with the owlbears and sick of the drow. Wahoo! Swordbreaker! You're brilliant, it's true, but you know in the end, even the finest can use a friend with random rambling and homebrewed lists. Listener content with awesome twists. Bounce, 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 swordbreaker.